Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. We talk to people from all walks of life about different things, but believe me, it's always going to be good news. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the marvelous Marissa Daniel. How are you? I'm good, beautiful. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Uh, Marissa is joining us today. Oh my God, she's she's a host. She does so many other things. But we're going to talk about her book today. It's called From Brokenness to Marvelous. Out of the Ashes, Beauty Arises. And um, when I tell you, it's a small book. You can read it in a sitting. But it is definitely a page turner. And uh, Marissa, let's first of all talk about... Um, what you do. Tell us all about yourself. What are you into right now? Yes. Well, I'm Marvelous Marissa. God has blessed me with my own TV show called Broken Into Beautiful. Um, I've been doing Broken Into Beautiful for five years now. It's been on three three different networks here in Georgia. So this year I'm working on going national in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And since I've been doing Broken Into Beautiful, a lot of opportunities has opened up for me with a lot of speaking engagements, hosting opportunities, motivational speaking, as well as publishing my first book. So it just, it led to this moment and it was time for me to publish my book. So I, I do a lot and I thank God for that. So many opportunities and blessings has, has opened up for me since I stepped out on faith and believed in myself. You know, and I was going to say, once you make that step, God just, he, he opens up the doors, he opens up the floodgates and so many other things come and you have to hear and be aware and discerning, say, hey, is this what I need to be doing? Do I go here? Do I go there? Because a lot of things are going to come to you that may not be good for you, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So you really have to be discerning in this business and in life in general, you know? That's true. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this book, From Brokenness to Marvelous. Um, I remember you gave me this book last year and I read it. And and when I met um, Marvelous Marissa Daniel, I named her Bubbles because she was just so bubbly. And <laughs> I said, you are so bubbly. She was just a joy. She was bubbly and, and friendly and welcoming and so encouraging. And I just loved her spirit. And, and then I read this book and I was like, oh, my God, you are such an overcomer. You really, really are. Um, you've gone through an amazing amount of pain and for you to still be bubbly and marvelous like that. It is it's such a gift from God. So let's talk about this book, From Brokenness to Marvelous. Yes. Yes. The book is based on my life so far. I talk about how God has blossomed me from a broken little girl into now a marvelous woman of God. I really dug deep. And what women go through, and sometimes yeah. we don't talk about it. We yeah. hold on to it. And I had to write this book because 
I was still carrying a lot in me. Some childhood hurt, teenage, going to college. College was very difficult for me. It was by the grace of God that I graduated. And I'm sure you read that in the book. Yes. And it was it was interesting to me because as I was typing on my laptop, Miss uh, Mrs. Tawanda, I felt like a big burden was lifted off of mm. me. I mm. felt difference and I my heart was so heavy and I said wow I need deliverance I need to let this go and I really talked about how I went through severe low self-esteem um the constant bullying that really traumatized me in junior high going into high school I'm losing my virginity at a young age to a gentleman who did not value me and as soon as he got what he wanted the degradation the embarrassment, all of that that I went through, um, sleeping with a knife underneath my mattress when I was a teenager because I wanted to take my life because I was going through so much at the time, being constantly compared to people, um, teachers harassing me in school. Then I go off to college and it was rough for me. You know, I couldn't really afford college. Wait, I want you to stop right there because <laughs> Let's go back to, you know, the teachers. Did this all come from weight issues? What? Why? Why were people bullying you? I think that I was different. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I went to urban schools, mm -hmm. and a lot of people did not accept me for who I was. Um, I was always told that I talked like a white girl or talked proper. Went through that. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> So I was bullied for that. And then I was always a plus size young lady. Um, so I was always teased and picked on for having big breasts. Um, the young man would grab my breasts, my body parts. Um, you know, my, uh, I had a former teacher who would call me a prima donna. And mm. I never thought that that was appropriate. Right, right. And that, and that would allow the students to call me out of my name. And I just went through a lot of the bullying, having to prove myself and trying to fit in. It was- Did you fight though? Did Were you were you a fighter? I had to fight. Yes. <laughs> I had to fight as a little girl. Yes, I, I had to fight. Yeah. I had, I had to fight. Um, and it was one, uh, I remember one time in high school, a group of girls wanted to jump me and the school in the school on hallways wanted to catch me off guard. But you see, the weapon was formed, but it did not prosper. That never happened. I thank God for that because, you know, yeah. people do any and everything, try to hurt you. Mm -hmm. So I just went through a lot of bullying, a lot of, you know, just being picked on and all of that really affected my self-esteem. Of course. It made me believe the lies of the enemy, that I wasn't attractive, that I was overweight, that no one would never want me, that there's something wrong with, with wrong with me, or that I have a speech problem. Mm. I began to believe those lies. And it really damaged me that I would go to bed crying, waking up crying. I remember I put a knife underneath my mattress. You know, it was it, it was it was severe for me growing up. Whew. So let's go to college. Yes. You were in a college where <laughs> everything was great, you had money, everything was paid for. It, it, on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. it would have been the perfect situation. Right. Talk about what happened there and how you transitioned from that to what you went to. Yes, well, when I graduated from high school in 2007, I went to a predominantly white school. 
in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I went there for one year and everything was fine as far as financially, but I always wanted to attend an HBCU. I transferred to Clark Atlanta as a transfer student in 2008. When I went to Clark Atlanta, it was, it was a harsh reality because all of that money stopped coming. Um, it was, I was struggling financially. I always was threatening that I may have to go back to Wisconsin, getting eviction letters to my door, going to bed hungry. Not only that, the personal issues, I was getting involved with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. When I was a junior at Clark Atlanta, I was almost raped. So I went through all of that, which made it very hard for me at that institution. Now, I, I support HBCUs, but I, I just had a difficult experience. Right, right. But it was, it was by the grace of God that I graduated. My goodness, you got to read the details about that in the book. <laughs> It's some details in there. Um, <laughs> look, by the time you graduated, I was up clapping. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. Um, but uh, as your, as I love what your father said, that you had a million dollar education, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and talk about what that means, though. Yes. He, <laughs> he tells everyone in Chicago, that's where he is, that... Marissa had a million dollar education. That girl, not only did she went through life financially, but she had some personal issues. She went through life lessons at Clark Atlanta, being almost evicted, going to bed hungry, you know, trying to figure out where she's going to stay. She said she went through some life lessons. It was a million dollar education. It was priceless. I remember when I walked across that stage, um, Mrs. Black, I saw when I was standing in line going up those steps, and I don't want to get emotional because every time I think about it, I cry. But I remember as I was walking across the stage, God would bring back images, Mm. moments of me in the financial aid office, you know, just receiving those eviction letters, talking to my professors in my dorm room, crying, screaming, just just those really hurtful moments. And he brought those images back to me and I'm walking across the stage and I just broke down and cried. And as I shook the president's hand, the president whispered to me, Marissa, this is God. Didn't mm. I tell you that you was gonna graduate? Wow. And, and when I when I left, you know, when I shook his hand, the chaplain, Dr. Valerie Tate Green, she said, Marissa, didn't I tell you that you was gonna graduate? And I heard my professors in the audience, yay, Marissa! Wow. And it's, it's a moment that I will never forget because I do, I'm sorry, but I do believe that if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't yeah. have made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was letting you see this all the trials that I brought you through. Yes. And, and look where you are today. Yes. You know, but I brought you through. That's the thing. You didn't stay yes. on the other side. He brought you through. Yes. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Okay. So we get out of college and looking for a job in your in your area that you just went through this million dollar education for mm-hmm. um, was difficult. I hear a lot of uh, younger people coming out of college, college graduates who cannot find a job uh, in their chosen field. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, it was it was extremely difficult for me. Um, I interned at some news stations here in Atlanta where I was overlooked. 
um, they picked the girls from UGA who was barely there and gave them the jobs. I've, I know that experience, yeah. Um, I was told by one news station that I did not show initiative. And I told the human research, resources lady, I said, what is your definition of initiative? I wanna make sure that we have the same definition because I catch the bus. I caught two buses, I walked a mile. Um, I was here almost every day, that's initiative. I called off work, you guys called me at five o'clock in the morning to come in. That's initiative. And I'm not gonna get the job. That really broke my heart. But that and was an excuse. It was an excuse. Yes. Yeah. To do what they wanted to do. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you already know. You already know. So um, I know that you ended up doing a job that you didn't necessarily love or like at all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I worked in property management for eight years as a lease. And I was also a leasing mentor. But I thank God that he put me in those positions because it gave me tough skin. Mm -hmm. and stronger. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In those leasing offices, I was spit on. Um, women wanted to fight me, standing over me. Those moments made me stronger. And you know what? To be honest, I, I think to be in this business, you must have tough skin. Yeah, if you, you don't, it, it will eat you. <laughs> Literally, it yeah. will eat you alive. <laughs> yeah. You must. You must not care about what people say about you or what they think about you or, you know, any of that. Mm -hmm. because you have to do what God has told you to do for those yeah. of us who believe in God because mm -hmm. I tell you without him I know I would not be 30 years in this industry without God yeah right. so we fast forward and we we finally get out of that that area and you begin to do the things that you you enjoy and you love and that God has called you to but you're also dealing with personal relationships Mm -hmm. um you know dealing with your own personal you still got some of that old stuff that you yes. carry with you yes. so, so talk about that yes i was still getting involved with the wrong people um men even um friendships and it, it was <laughs> it, it was uh, being in those relationships was it was breaking me every day i was so i was broken yeah. um getting pregnant unexpectedly then having to make a decision um men that just wanted to take advantage of me use me um it just I, I people that wanted to control me as well i was going through that and i remember crying out to god at two three o'clock in the morning and i said god i need deliverance i'm broken i i need you god I, I need you, God. I need some deliverance. And I saw how God sent my mother down here. Yes. Yes, Laverne Lardydale. And not only did he send her down here, but he restored our relationship. And I noticed when she came down here, things started to change. All of those guys, even some of my friendships came to an end. It's like my mom was an angel. Hey, was babe, she was standing guard, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's like my mom was an angel. It's like she saved me because I, I really do felt like the enemy, his assignment was to use people. That's right. Men to destroy me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So 
you know, in that time when mom came and, you know, you had to read everything, you know, regenerate, recoup, re rebuild. You had to read everything. How long did that process take for you? It, it took a while. It, it, it took a while. It took a while. My mother was definitely a major help with my healing process. Um, when I got pregnant unexpectedly, I made a decision that a lot of women make. It's not the best decision, but I thank God that he forgave me. Yeah. But I will, I will wake up in the middle of the night screaming, um, just not feeling good about myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, just feeling broken, you know, crying hysterically. It's like I I screamed my way to the altar. Mm, mm. So I thank God that throughout that time and throughout those years, you know, my mom was able to help encourage me. Um, I thank God for the pastor that I had during the time. You know, he he prophesied and really prayed with me. He sent angels to come and minister mm -hmm. and, you know, to pray with me. And I also got in my word. I got in my word and read that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that God loves me. I'm the apple of his eye. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I got in my word and that really helped me. And now I'm marvelous. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. I love chapter 11 where you're talking about the single life and you say, here is a word of advice. Do not be thirsty for a relationship. Talk about what you mean about that. Yes. You know, as women, you know, we we desire someone. We we are men and women. We desire companionship. But in my process, when you are thirsty for a relationship and if you do not love yourself the way that you that the way that you're supposed to love yourself, you will fall for anything. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you you know, I I was thirsty. I want a relationship. I see all of my friends getting married, having babies. And I'm like, God, what about me? Then I see myself falling for the wrong men that wasn't God ordained. So I said, you know what? I need to stop being thirsty. I need to love myself. I need to know my worth. And since then, I've been celibate. And God has been keeping me busy with me publishing my book, Doing Broken Into Beautiful, all of the hosting and speaking engagements. It's like God took that thirst away. So I just tell people, don't be so in a rush. Wait on God. Get yourself together. Work on you. Because if you are thirsty, if you don't love yourself, you're going to fall for anything. Yeah. And it's going to be a disaster. Yes, it will be. Mm -hmm. It will be a disaster. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, tell everybody where they can get the book from and your social media information. How can they find out more information about you if they need you to, for hosting duties or uh, if they want to be a guest on your show? Mm -hmm. Yes, people can follow me on my website at MarvelousMarissa.com where you can go ahead and purchase my book and you can also book me for any hosting or speaking engagement. Um, the book is selling everywhere. It's on Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Nobles, it's on Target, it's out there. So, it is, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's selling everywhere and it has been it's been an inspiration for a lot of people i begin a lot of phone calls and text messages with women thanking me for writing this book well they're thanking you for being transparent there are a lot of books that talk about bad relationships and what women have been through but they're not transparent right 
Yeah. Right. You're very transparent in this book, very raw, very honest. Um, so be prepared because she didn't hold, she didn't pull no punches. She she left it all out there for you. All right. <laughs> thank you. Marissa, thank you so much for joining us. And again, uh, for the book, uh, From Brokenness to Marvelous, it is uh, certainly um, part one of your journey. I can't wait to see the middle part because yes. you're going to write another book and then I'm you're going to write another book, right? Yes. About your life. So that's how interesting your life is going to be. Uh -huh, thank you, thank you. And I know that we got to get going, but I just want to say, Mrs. Tawanda Black, I have followed you for a long time. And I thank you for being an inspiration. I was so excited to meet you at the Pinnacle Awards. And I just thank God for the connection. So I just really yeah. want to say I've looked up to you for a long time. And just thank you for being who you are. You know, as young Black women, we need to see women like you who have done great things in this business. And you are still a woman of God and you include your ministry in your work. And I, I look up to that. So thank I just want to tell you. I, I appreciate that. I'm that's all, my that's my bubbles for you over there. That's my bubbles. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, from Brokenness to Marvelous. It's on all the platforms where you can buy the book. Um, and thank you so much for joining us, Marissa. No problem. Thank you for having me. God bless you. God bless. <laughs> all right. Great interview. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or good news at thepgnetwork.org. You can watch the show via PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps or visit pgntv.org. I'll see you next time for some good news. God bless you.